0: Blog Talk Radio
1: You are now tuned into Kings of Non-Sequitur Any topic Any subject Anything goes With your hope, Jay And Ray. Some empty arena still main action. Anybody? Hello? Oh. Is this thing on? Yeah, we're alive. This is Kings of Nines Ecuador, the off-season version of in much less detail the podcast. We are here with you live on a Friday night, April the third, two thousand twenty. I'm Dre. He's Jay. We're getting ready for Empty Arena Wrestling. WrestleMania, the likes of which no one has ever seen before. The 36th version of WrestleMania is, uh, I can't say, taking place tomorrow and Sunday. It's airing tomorrow and Sunday. It's already taken place earlier in the week. Uh, Jay, we are, of course, joined, and everything is sounding good so far, so we'll keep our fingers crossed. We'll welcome him in right off the bat. Our friend Jerry, the wrestling expert, once again joins us to preview WrestleMania and also chat a little bit about wrestling in general. There's a lot to get to if you just take the whole ball of, of wrestling uh, in general in the past year or so. There's been a whole lot of news, a whole lot of activity, and a whole lot to talk about so we don't have to just uh, talk about the WrestleMania matches. Jerry, Jason, how are you guys doing tonight?
0: Great. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Jay, uh, I'm doing you, well.
2: I uh, was going to say that I was surprised that in our usual sarcastic, smart-ass way, that we did not record this show in two parts (laughs) and and then play it after the fact, like they're going to do in honor of WrestleMania.
1: That would have been a really snarky, really bright idea, and we all have the time to do it, considering we're... Smack dab in the middle of Corona Palooza twenty twenty, it just continues to roll on and on. Uh, so we we all would have had the time to do that, but no, I, I'm not that bright. I, it, that idea didn't even cross my mind.
2: I ventured tonight. Uh, I watched Raw. I watched it on Hulu, so I was able to to skip ahead through portions of it, and I found myself skipping and skipping and skipping and it was it was really hard it was a hard watch i i don't know how they're doing this i don't know why they i mean obviously they want people to apparently subscribe to their wwe network cuz they're doing this all you know you could free free oh yeah you get get this pounded over your head about how this is all going to be free on wwe network and they've been pushing this thing for a few years now and it it was so hard it was so hard to watch i, I kept getting the feeling especially when they cut to the segments where it's two guys or two ladies or whoever talking crap to each other in an empty arena. that It felt like I was watching a soap opera at that point. It was bad.
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. Uh, Jerry and I were discussing it a little bit uh, before the show, just how weird the mm-hmm. whole thing was. watching wrestling in an empty arena without the crowd, without the excitement. Uh, so many things being exposed that you maybe didn't notice before. Some things that you notice just amplify because of the fact there's no people there to react. And yeah, the 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 already c level porn level acting uh, gets exposed even more when you don't have a crowd to to react to all that stuff. Barry, uh, what uh, what's been your take to the WrestleMania run up, the the Raws and the SmackDowns and the empty arena and and all of the drama that's been going on uh especially with some of these guys that have uh decided that they don't want to participate uh in something uh, so strange and and so uh possibly detrimental to their health in the in the case of Roman Reigns.
0: Yeah, it's a dressed up version of the AWA's team challenge series at the end of their run where it's, you know, seeing the empty arena, and, you know, they dress it up. But hearing them, there's any interviews and even the matches, and, and uh, it, it it was it's maybe just taking some getting used to. Um, you know, Roman Reigns, though, I mean, he had his cancer return there about, was it a year or two ago? And, um, you know, a lot of wrestlers would have taken the money and just shut their mouth. I mean, if you hear the wrestlers going back wrestling with uh, – Concussions, and I've had all these concussions and all these problems, and wrestling hurt. To have somebody step up and say, "Hey, you know, I really shouldn't be around. I have a compromised immune system. I shouldn't be around this." I actually give him hats off for making that decision and uh, and not worrying about repercussions or or uh, or losing his spot. Well, it's well, Roman Reigns. It,
2: I mean, doesn't everybody hate him, anyways?
0: <laughs> That's
1: true, and his spot is is solid. Yeah. He would never have to worry about that. Uh, but yeah, I I think his family probably got a hold of his ear and said, dude, what what do you think you're doing? Uh, I'm just guessing. I, I don't know exactly how that went down, but yeah, they some smarter people had to get in his ear and, and say, you really don't need to be uh, rolling around with grown men and exchanging all sorts of, of bodily fluids uh, in the middle of a pandemic like this. Uh, so yes, yeah, cooler heads prevailed in, in, in his case and definitely made the smarter decision. It's, it's awful that it had to get to that point uh, that WWE should have never had that decision in his hands. They should have already been proactive and made that decision, but uh, I can't skip over. I got to go back for a second. And Jerry, that's why you're on the show. Deep cut AWA team challenge callback from the late eighties, dude, I haven't thought about that in so long. Uh, so that was wow. I, I, I don't even think I watched it it was such a bad concept and I watched everything back then and I kind of watch everything now but I I don't think I watched that I was just like what are they doing was it was a team uh, slaughter and teams of bisco do I remember that correctly and and they had like round robin matches of their each guy on their team fought each other guy on their team and they just uh like a tournament like they they tried to make it like a sports tournament if I recall and uh yeah that's that, that was they, they, a, that was not a good yeah. concept.
0: They did and then they actually went so far as we had to we had to take these to uh we had so much interference and so much crowd interference and things going on in these matches, we have to take it to a private private location to make it safe. That was their that was their big one. <laughs> and uh the the very last match I believe was a turkey on a pole match and I can't make this crap up. <laughs>
1: Uh, So the private location, was that, um, I'm assuming that was just uh, cover for the fact that nobody is paying to come into these events, so we got to just have an empty arena show, because it it looks, an empty (laughs) arena looks better than we asked people to come in and 50 people showed up?
0: They were so broke at the time, it came down to, um, we we can't afford to go renting facilities, we'll just use the studio that we can get inexpensive and uh, we can you know save money and we're still going to get uh tv money coming in and that was what it was down to As wwf at the time was picking up anybody who was left um before the before the promotion folded i'm not right. trying i compare that compare the two i mean i think the whole backdrop was all pink if you recall <laughs> that was like damn
1: uh no i i like i said i didn't watch it i don't remember uh Watching it, I may have watched it, but i just, it was so bad I just forgot about it, but no, it's not the the same situation at all it's It's obviously uh they want to have people in the arenas they had you know they had the football stadium in Tampa all ready to go, and then of course uh Corona Palooza happened, and they they kind of played chicken for a while there with the, the the Tampa authorities and officials down there. They didn't want to cancel, they wanted to wait for Tampa to officially make the call. To cancel because they didn't want to be the guys on the hook for hey you canceled WrestleMania and it could have been uh, they they were probably waiting to see if this is going to sort of smooth over and get a little better or have a window where they can possibly fit this in and it, of course it's just gotten much much worse uh, so yeah they're they're still doing it what do you, uh, what do you guys think of in general doing this uh, not just WrestleMania but the uh, shows that they've had on Wednesday nights, and it's not just WWE, of course, uh, all elite wrestling, uh, the the sort of splinter group off of WWE. They're doing their live show on Wednesday on TNT as well in their own empty arena down in, in Jacksonville, Florida. And they just filmed a bunch of, uh, they just taped a bunch of shows in Georgia that they're going to air over the next few weeks. Um uh, are you guys okay with it in general, uh, guys getting uh, in the in a ring and, and rolling around in this environment where we're all supposed to be social distancing and, and staying as far away from each other as possible? Uh, I, unfortunately, Jerry just dropped uh, that question was too long for Jerry. So, Jason, uh, you're the one, <laughs> you're the one on the hook to answer that one. Uh, is is this kosher in general, or should they be like not even doing this much?
2: you know i feel i feel more for the the elderly wrestlers because mm. when i'm watching the uh when i'm watching the spots tonight on raw and i'm seeing that they're still trotting out bill goldberg and the undertaker and i'm like well, aren't these guys in the uh, protected category for <laughs> covid-19 wouldn't these yeah. guys just be the high risk guys um I mean, you know, the other guys, you got to figure, you know, these are guys, you know, twenty twenties 20s and 30s and like younger guys. And this isn't the high risk group, but it's it's this is this whole thing has not been about getting it. It's as much as it's been about the transmission. Like you could like you and you could have it. I could have it. And we yeah. don't even know. But then we give it to somebody else um, who's at risk and then they die. And they'll never know that they got it from us,
1: right? That's the, the you know, so it's the that silent have, carriers,
2: right? the asymptomatic people, you know, who are giving it to the to the elderly or the at-risk people, and that's where the problems are going to come from,
1: right? That, that's kind of how I feel about it. That you got these guys rolling around, and even if they don't have symptoms, they very well have something, or you know, and right. And why not? exchanging it with somebody else who then goes home and high fives their family and their friends. And they don't think they're right. They don't think they have any problems, but then, you know, Nana gets sick a couple of days later. Uh, so yeah, it, it's probably a little irresponsible. maybe a lot irresponsible depending on, on who you talk to. Uh, Jerry, uh, are you back in? Can you hear us?
0: Yes, I'm back in um, on that note too, is I thought I just read that um, they're recommending people cover their mouth when they're outside. I don't know if, did you guys hear that? In the last yeah,
2: I saw something today uh, that's that there's recommending cloth uh, face masks now and
0: it's just, so beyond, it just keeps
2: changing day by day.
0: Beyond being in the ring with somebody, imagine being at a stadium with all those hmm. people, yeah. you know, and, and imagine, you know, what can get in the air. And so you don't even have to be in contact with the person, it sounds like, to where you can uh, get this.
1: That's right. And... But just even in the empty arena situation, the wrestlers themselves, I'm, I'm wondering how is that even kosher for them to be uh, rolling around with each other and then going home uh, with their family loved ones? I, yeah, I, I, don't I think, think that, mean, that might it, be it, an is issue.
2: It, is it in bad taste? Well, it's, it's WWE. I mean,
1: but it's not like, just WWE. Bad
2: taste is their middle name.
1: <laughs> well, this is definitely true. Um, but it's just them. I wanted to make sure to, to point that out. It's not. I, I don't want to jump on WWE and bash them, because AEW is doing the exact same thing. A TV contract with, with TNT, a uh, brand-new show that started last year. That, uh, I don't know if you've even heard of them, Jason, but they're a brand-new group, like brand-brand-new. And they're on TNT. They just got a, a four-year contract extension just at the beginning of this year so they're feeling the pressure to stay relevant they they just got their their foothold uh, in in wrestling on tv they don't want to give a bad spot um, as the number now the number 2 promotion uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere uh, all the popularity uh, that they had they've had some sol- sold out shows already uh, in their in their very young uh, existence uh, so they're feeling that he that they gotta stay and keep up as well. And if WWE is gonna keep doing shows, and damn it, by God, we're gonna keep doing shows. And yeah, I'm just playing devil's advocate and wondering if, is that even a you know think about the worst scenario that in a month or you know maybe even shorter time you you hear about all these wrestlers that all of a sudden are are dropping out sick. We've already had mm-hmm. the Miz, drop out of WrestleMania uh because he was sick. We've already had Roman Reigns drop out just on the precaution uh that he doesn't want to get in there uh being a, a leukemia survivor. Uh, so yeah it but it's it's so tough though. It's it's a really tough decision to make because if you do back out and have no shows and, and take that live TV rating off the table and just say we're gonna show old stuff uh every you know Monday night, Wednesday night, Friday night. WWE has got so many hours of live TV to fill. Um, they just don't want to go with with all old stuff, even though they're filling these shows with old halfway with old stuff uh, anyway. As as you saw on on Raw, Jason, uh, as we saw tonight, half that show,
2: half that show of Raw tonight was old, like last year's WrestleMania or a few weeks ago before the COVID nineteen stuff all started. I was like what? So you were already watching a, a low rent version of the show to begin with.
1: Oh, and it got better tonight on SmackDown, Jay. They'd show the Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels match from several years ago. And uh, oh, Ric Flair's that's retirement. Yeah. That's- right. It, it has nothing to do with WrestleMania at all. Cause Flair's not supposed to be there. Shawn Michaels isn't going to be there. Uh, so literally no impact at all. They're just searching. They're just searching for stuff to, to put on TV to fill up those, those live two hours.
2: Wow. Yeah, that's 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 not compelling television. So, no, I, I don't know why they're doing it. I mean, well, I guess we know why they're doing it, but
1: we know exactly why they're doing it.
2: Yeah, yeah, you've got the sound drop. You play it all the time.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, of course, you're right. I do have the sound drop.
2: It's all about the
1: money. It's all about the money. There it is. It's always about the money. Um, yeah, Jerry, it's uh, this this run-up to Wrestlemania of course has been so weird uh, and, and the matches themselves uh, I don't know if the, the card itself is even that compelling when you talk about both champions are once again old guys, part-timers dropping in for a payday. Uh, Brock Lesnar's got one title and Bill Goldberg has another title. We asked this question every year but let's address it again and get our, our thoughts on the record this is not good business that you can't make any new stars to have your your championships and you ca- you always have to keep calling back on these 40 and 50 year old guys uh, to, to come and be special attractions and, and defend your titles that, that's not good right
0: no it, it's not At the i did you watch the royal Rumble?
1: I I I did.
0: Because they've been airing in in bits and pieces for the past month.
1: Because of the okay. style, you caught it on on Raw and, and SmackDown.
0: I actually was excited to see Drew McIntyre win. Uh the how Brock put the finisher over on him with the Claymore. Look I mean it looked like a million bucks and I was excited about WrestleMania on, on that match because I had a feeling, you know, it's gonna get the rub on Drew and really give him, you know, this guy who at one point got let go and came back through NXT is going to, you know, main event WrestleMania. I was like, wow, this is a big chance for a new guy and to have it all of a sudden be in an empty arena. I feel bad for Drew. That was the big, that was the big match. I was, I was excited about not so much Brock Lesnar, just to see, um, you know, Drew get his opportunity. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: But at the same time, think about what you just said, Jerry. Uh, the rub on a new guy. How old is Drew McIntyre? <laughs> he's in his, his prime. He's in his thirties, I believe. <laughs> he's in his mid thirties. A new guy. We're gonna get a new guy over. Yeah, that's a- it, AJ it, Styles, forty three. Oh my God! Don't even good. Undertaker is is taking out the the new young talking to him the the youngster AJ Styles who's forty three years old. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's. The, the the lack of new fresh talent that they trust enough to elevate uh, into a position uh, of challenging for a championship. And I agree with your uh, assessment of Drew McIntyre and being a fan of his story of, of kind of getting uh, his career taken out from underneath him when WWE cut him many years ago, and he rededicated himself uh, to being uh, the best wrestler he could be and came back through the Indies, through uh, impact wrestling, came back, to WWE and has really put himself over, made a, a name for himself. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of him as well. But again, this is this is not some kid. This is you know. But compared to to getting in the ring with Brock Lesnar, who's now in his uh, early 40s as well, uh, he, he does seem like a, a young, fresh kid uh, on the on the come, so to speak. Uh, I was the the very first note I took about the WrestleMania run up was uh, back on March 2nd when they were still doing live shows and jerry this kind of speaks to the the new kids uh not being able to uh, to be made stars and having to rely on the older guys or whatever I, I took notice of this on the on the march uh this guy ricochet that we've all been big fans of uh who's so athletic and and seems like he's going to be the next big fresh face and he's not uh, an old guy yet. He I, he may he may not be thirty yet. He might be twenty-nine or something like that. Uh but they give him the the title shot, I believe, in Saudi Arab in Saudi Arabia against uh Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar. of course, squash him. But the fact that he was put in that spot uh to be elevated to even get a title shot seemed to indicate that they had big plans for him. But then they come back and on the March second raw they had Ricochet lose clean in the middle of the ring you, you probably don't even remember it because it was, it was so uh it was so uh, they had him lose clean in the ring to Riddick Moss uh who's just a, a complete guy he's a former football player you you may even remember him Jason he I think he was in the NFL very briefly um and it's, he's nobody he's just a guy football player and then uh Alistair Black who's Probably going to be the next guy that they push to the moon uh, someday, uh, and he's not young either, but he's fresh uh, compared to some of the other guys. They had Aleister Black lose clean to AJ Styles, and they were building the AJ Styles-Undertaker conflict, so they had AJ beat him clean, and he did the Undertaker pin, crossing Aleister Black's arms like like he was just some jobber. So now it was it's WrestleMania season and Vince McMahon wants to elevate his his top guys, his name guys, and send a message to the guys, to the newbies in and Ricochet and Alistair Black, hey, you're not top guys yet. We still look at you as, you know, on the way, but you're you're not there yet. We gotta go with our established guys. We gotta go with veterans and we gotta make them look good. And I was like, That is such garbage. Just, to make Ricochet and Alistair Black look totally terrible like that, to make him look like complete jabronis. Uh, I really thought that was a, a big take, but that's that's a, that's a part of it. It just shows what these days is just take whatever the bigger star is, who they conceive as the bigger star, and make him look great and just the hell with everybody else.
0: Yeah, it's you know, to see Aleister Black, I was hoping he would get a a bigger opponent. I mean, Bobby Lashley, I don't want to knock him, but at the same time, Bobby Lashley's not kind of positioned on the card either. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it, it's been a frustration. I mean, my biggest frustration is over the years I've been a huge fan of NXT me and my wife, when it came to green Bay, went and watched them. This is back when, um, oh, Finn Balor was an NXT and they had that whole group of people that are, are, were there and it was unbelievable and to see now where NXT, they, they threw it against AEW. Now it's like not the upstarts because now you got Charlotte flair facing up against Ray Ripley for the NXT title. It's like, so is this like, is this the, the kind of the, the farm league or not? And now that they're mixing, I'm not a big fan of that. I'd, I'd like to see that as it's the fresh faces that are trying to get on the roster. And now it's all convoluted as well.
1: Yeah, So uh, what uh, what else jumped out to you on the uh, on watching Raw Jason uh, despite uh, obviously the fact that half the half the show is showing old wrestling from before is is kind of depressing but uh, just stand out to you
2: Well it just made me realize as we were talking about it that the big you know I said that the mistake that we made was that we should have um uh, done our show in segments you know and copied um what they were doing and doing it in two parts and tape delay in the show. I realized now that was a mistake. What we should have actually done was just rebroadcast last year's show. There you of, go. Of you and Jerry talking about wrestling because it seems like the same show every year, just like <laughs> <Right>. WrestleMania.
1: <laughs> exactly.
2: That's my key takeaway is I keep watching this. I'm like, I literally watch this once a year. I keep saying the same people and then it doesn't just become that I'm seeing the same people I'm seeing the, the new quote unquote new people I'm seeing are just the old people brought back. right? So I have to watch, Oh my God. And these segments were like interminably long. I, I swear to, I think edge talked for 15 minutes. <laughs> um, I actually, the undertaker talked, which was surprising. Um, well, watching, when you... some of, watching some of that angle that they're that they're taking, where you know the guy is kind of like outing him by his real name, and oh yeah, oh it's personal. And um, it, so then he talked for a long time, and I realized why he isn't on the mic a lot. <laughs> and yeah, it, it 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 really does feel like we uh, we we sit here, we have the same conversation every year.
1: No, actually what we should have done is we'd start the show talking about this year's WrestleMania oh. for five minutes.
2: And then, and then play like a 45-minute portion of last year's show.
1: Right. God. Then we come back in and, and talk live for, for 10 more minutes. Then we go back and play the whole 20-minute segment of uh, when, when Alistair called in, uh, Sebastian, rather, uh, from, from way oh. back in our first season and go back and play that whole segment um, and then come back for five minutes and then go back and play the segment of the guys calling in about the Pittsburgh Steelers draft party. So we just – we we talk for five minutes, and then we come in and fill up the rest of the time with with old – pieces of old shows from from before, and and that's how we should have done the show.
2: So I sent you a text tonight about how I reached the 13-minute mark, and that was when I was done. So I need to put some context. To what happened at the 13-minute mark? They had done the whole port, uh, the whole segment, the whole portion with, um, with the Undertaker, right? And with Jay Styles. They then cut, uh, go to commercial break, I believe, and they come back, and then they go to the women's portion, and I don't know her name, but she walks <laughs> out, and she's on the, the, you know, the walkout area, you know, where they come out. And they've got the big video screen, and she's got her belt. And she's holding it up yep. in the air, and she's pumping her fist to nobody.
1: <laughs> and like that she was what I was she, like. That was
2: when the suspension of disbelief left me completely, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, this is this is awful. This is this is terrible." Like, like who are you, who are you? Excited? Imagine
0: how imagine uh, how hard uh, it was for her.
2: Yeah, <laughs> well, this, <laughs> sports entertainment. She's an actress.
0: She's doing she's that's
1: it she's doing her job. She's doing what she's supposed to do.
2: Yeah, which is why when they had this segment with Seth Rollins and uh oh the, the big Kevin guy, Owens Kevin yep. Owens when that was when I got the uh soap opera vibe between those two. <laughs> the camera yep. angles, the looks, yeah. the like the dejected faces, the way they were talking to each other is just like, yeah, it, it with, with, And there's no background. There's no, you know, these, and, it, I, it, and yeah, I understand Jerry's point, like how hard this must be for them because they they live off the fans. Yes. I mean, that's what they feed off of and they don't have that right now and they have to go out there and do this to basically, you know, empty seats or a gymnasium. It's like, this is probably what they do in practice and that's what we're filming now.
1: And that's what we're watching. We're, this we're is watching not what practice. They,
2: yeah,
1: talking about They practice. did have, they it, did did have well, one match.
2: It, it, they did have one match, though, where you could see that they had clearly taken advantage of the tape delay because you could see how they were like editing the spots so that they all looked like they were hitting nice. Uh-huh. Um, so that part was was a positive, but that's about it. That's yeah. my one good thing I'll say about it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's more difficult than performing, like, in a VFW hall. At least you have 20 people watching you. (laughs) This this is – I mean, it had to be brutal. I've been to some of those matches. Hey, so have I. So have I.
1: So have I. Shout out to CM Punk and Ring of Honor.
2: Yeah, shout out to to WCCW in in Dalton.
1: (laughs) Oh, the good old days. So support your local indie feds, folks, whenever they get to wrestling again. Oh um, man. Oh, it's it's it is tough. It is uh Kevin Owens laying down there with a the dejected look and, and the the you could hear the violin starting in the background. Feels, oh yeah. It was bad. You know, it feels like a episode of Days of Our Lives. Yeah, no, it's uh it, it's it's tough because these guys are not uh trained actors for the most part. Some of them are a little trained. Uh, Cody Rhodes, I think, actually has a, an acting degree. He's like the only one that can actually pull this off a little bit. Everybody else is, is just, like I said, porn-level uh, acting, which is not very good. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this is, is what it is. Channel. Uh, I'm, unfortunately, I'm very familiar with that level of acting because that's what my wife has had on for the for the most part during this uh, quarantine. <laughs> uh No, that they're 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 better than WWE acting. Trust me, they're they're much. Oh, you think so?
2: Because I kind of always assumed that Hallmark Channel was just cut porn. Like they're just pornos (laughs) that they cut all the sex out of and That's what your Hallmark movies are.
1: No, porn people would never act in a Hallmark movie. That's a completely different market. No, uh, Candace Cameron Bure is is not a a porn actress at all. She's she's not a very good actress. She's a Hallmark actress. Well, not yet. Give her time, you know. We all have aspirations. Um, no, they're 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 actors. They're not good, but they're not porn level actors. They're 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 B actors. There's there's a, okay. a there's a middle ground there. So they're they're working their way up. Uh, but no, they're not WWE uh, actors. Those 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 guys are not good at all. Um, and and God, what you would have seen tonight, Jason, would have absolutely made you. I, I was gonna say make your stomach turn, but actually, would you, you probably would have just laughed out loud. They're doing a... uh, On SmackDown, they're doing a quasi-semi-lesbian angle again. They're going back to to HLA. Oh, Um, okay. Yeah, except they're not actually having them make out in the ring this time. They're trying to treat them like they're people, which is even funnier because WWE doesn't really think that way, but it's funny to watch them try to attempt to. But no, they're having... They they had an angle of this convoluted-ass angle where they had a woman was gonna go out with a big fat guy a hot woman was gonna go out with a big fat guy but he did a restaurant so she wound up going out with another hot guy but then they ran some hidden videotape tonight that showed that the woman's best friend texted the fat guy and made him late and and threw him off the scent and then sent the hot guy after the hot girl And the reason is because she doesn't want the hot girl to get with the fat guy because she wants to get with the hot girl herself. And just watching this all unfold (laughs) and watching it all unfold with, with no uh, audience reaction and watching the, the looks on everybody's faces as the, the hidden camera footage gets played and they're all trying to act it out and, the, the hot girl is walking away, all disappointed, looking at the, the 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 lesbian girl, the butch girl. Like, how could you? How could you do that to me? And the lesbian girl is starting to try to tear up and cry because she lost her her girl and her best friend and all that. stuff. So, and it's like, are you serious right now? Are we are we really doing this? So, it, it, no, the, they could not put that on Hallmark Channel. As bad as Hallmark Channel acting is, <laughs> it's way way better than that.
2: You know, I never thought we'd get a stunning defense of the Hallmark Channel movies tonight on this show. This is why we do this show.
1: Hey, we we try to cover it all. Oh yeah, it's it, it's bad. Uh, so there's uh, the the Shayna Baszler, uh, Becky Lynch angle, uh, Jason. You didn't see how they got into that uh, whole confrontation to begin with. At least I don't think you you've seen it. Uh, but what they did was they they had Shayna This is uh, several weeks ago. They had Shayna Baszler come out and almost randomly uh, attack Becky Lynch and set herself up as, as her as one of her top contenders. And what they had, what they did to make a conflict was it was it was different. It was uh, it, it it wasn't good, but at least it was something different. Uh, you know they they've tried to avoid blood and and really gratuitous violence because of all the sponsorships they they've gotten over the years. But what they had Shayna Baszler do, uh, and again this is about a month ago, she came out, she attacked Becky Lynch, and then for whatever reason she decided to grab the back of Becky Lynch's neck and bite it. And like obviously they it was you know blood capsules and she didn't really take a hunk out of her neck, but she came up, uh Shannon came up with a bloody mouth after she, she went down and, and bit Becky Lynch on the back of the neck and they had Becky Lynch go to the hospital and, and get checked out and they made it look like it was a really serious, severe deal. It was shocking as hell. It was campy and it was really weird and, and disgusting. But it was all like I said, it was it was different though. It was it was it wasn't the same old oh I hit you in the back with a, with a chair or I hit you in the backstage area with with a lead pipe that just happened to be laying around. Um, at least they did something, uh, a, a little out of the ordinary and they made that what they wanted to do is make Shayna Baszler, this really unpredictable, crazy, violent woman that is, is liable to do anything to you, uh, and, and give her this air of, of danger and, and intrigue. Um, But yeah, you really had to see it. It, It's uh, me talking about it doesn't even do it justice. You actually—that's actually something you should go out of your way to go find and and check out because it was—it was quite the visual uh, to see a woman standing there with her mouth dripping blood, and it's like, what? what? So we're we're a vampire league now. We're we're doing
0: uh, we're we're doing vampire movies. Becky Lynch didn't get sent to the hospital. She got sent to a medical facility. That's what (laughs) Vince likes to call it—a
2: medical facility.
0: I'm sorry. I, I forgot about Vince's uh, uh, wordplay and the words that he
1: loves to use. He doesn't like to use hospital. I, I guess he got uh, – there's so many people in the, back in the day that would actually show up to hospitals looking around for hurt wrestlers. So he started uh, referring to them as medical facilities so that he doesn't actually get people rushing uh, the local hospital trying to look for these guys. So, yes, yeah, so you're, you're right. Becky Lynch, uh, yeah, well – so, so she got sent to a medical facility and then uh, commandeered the, the ambulance and drove it back on her own because she's such a badass or, or something. Um, but, yeah, what did, uh, what did you think of that angle, Jerry? It was, it was definitely something uh, that you don't see on TV these
0: days. Well, because there isn't blood much at all anymore, it, it stood out. Uh, it was almost shocking to some. I liked it just because it was, uh, it was different. I mean, different from what they normally do. I mean, it's really hard watching. They'll have their, you know, a pay-per-view where it's all, all gimmick matches where usually those are the matches with blood and somehow nobody hardly ever comes out bloody on those. Um, then they do this and it stood out. But they, they need to try and start doing more things that differentiate them from what they normally do. And some, it's going to go back to what some of the things are in the past. They just I just don't want to see it where they go um, – too far where all of a sudden the attitude era, as far as there's eight high spots in a match. And this is where the guys were getting more and more injured, but there's some subtle things you can do. Like obviously it's a capsule and whatnot, but like it's still a good dramatic, good effect. Um, uh, it, it, I mean, I already liked uh, Baszler. I've watched her in NXT. So to see this, uh, you know, it's, an, it's, it's actually sad to admit again, this is like the second or maybe third year in a row the top matches I'm excited about are the women's matches.
1: Yeah. I think that's probably going to uh, be a really good uh, back and forth. Um, I think uh, Shana got the best of Becky Lynch uh, on the go home raw, uh, that, uh, you know, somewhere in between all those old matches they were showing Jason, they actually had Shayna come out and attack Becky Lynch and, and get the best. Was of that her in the, part. was that
2: in the interview? I somebody yeah, but, by a chair.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't know if you had stuck around for that because what they did was they had Becky Lynch come out to start the interview and then played the that's entire Becky Lynch-Charlotte Flair-Ronda uh, Rousey match from WrestleMania last year, which took about 45 minutes. That, 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 I that,
2: that was a long <laughs> segment. Oh, my God.
1: And then when they came back, they pretended Becky Lynch had been standing there the whole time uh, watching the match and, and had oh, her talk. And that's when Shayna Baszler attacked her, so... Well, Shayna keeps getting the best of Becky, so that means Becky is supposed to win this uh, this match uh, at WrestleMania. So uh, if she doesn't, then that's kind of a burial. I mean, I'd come out and just bite her and start making her uh, bleed everywhere, and then go and beat her at WrestleMania as well. That that kind of puts that puts Shayna Bay's over really huge, but that would kind of bury Becky Lynch as well. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. Uh yeah, I'm I'm certainly looking forward to to that one. Uh certainly more so than than Brock Lesnar and Drew McIntyre because uh only because I feel like I know what's going to happen there. They're, they're going to coronate uh McIntyre and and com- you know complete that story arc of him coming from getting cut to coming all the way back and and overcoming and and defying de- defying the odds and and beating the big beast and all that. Um now the other title match, the SmackDown title, uh, which was going to be Roman Reigns going against Will Goldberg. So they uh, we, we joked about that, Jason, that they finally found the guy that Roman Reigns could get in the <laughs> ring with, and the crowd maybe wouldn't be totally against Roman Reigns because they don't want to really cheer that much for Goldberg because he's 57 years old, and they look at him as, you know, why are you here? You're, you're taking somebody's Why are you the champion? There's definitely backlash against Goldberg for kind of dropping in out of nowhere and and becoming the champ. Um, But now with Roman Reigns, what they've done is they've stuck this guy Braun Strowman to to take his place. I can't imagine... I couldn't imagine Goldberg beating Roman Reigns and keeping the title, and I imagine even less Goldberg beating Braun Strowman and keeping the title. Braun Strowman up as this 385 pound monster that that can't be beat when he puts his mind to it. Um, so I don't know how that's gonna go, but either way, Goldberg clearly is just a, a transitional champion that they're bringing in because they haven't so one of the probably one of the least uh, attractive title matches uh, that I could remember. Either way, whether it was Roman Reigns or it was uh, Braun Strowman, uh, just I I don't need to see Goldberg. And I I was a big fan of his back in the day, but I don't need to see Bill Goldberg. He's 53 years old or whatever.
0: God, enough. You're not going to see a wrist lock in that match. I'm calling it. (laughs) I think it's going to be the, I I think it could very well be the worst match. (laughs) Just both guys depend so much on who they're going to be dancing with. And they're going to be with each other.
1: Right. And Jason called it a few years ago when it was Goldberg against Brock Lesnar, and Jason said there will be no more than four moves in that entire match, and he nailed it. It was exactly four <laughs> moves in, in that match. And and for this one, Goldberg and, and Strowman, there might be less than four. It might be worse, Jason. It might even be worse than This is, just, this is
2: what it's come to. I mean, this is just sort of what we've come to expect. I mean... You know, it's hard to be it's hard to be disappointed when this is when this is sort of like you know that disappointment would be lie expectations. And at this point, do we really have expectations?
1: Uh, uh, not not too much, not too high. And then you brought up Edge, uh, Jason. Uh, again, back to yeah. we got to find stars from twenty years ago because we don't have any stars that we built up uh, on our own. And, and the edge thing is even more uh, disturbing when you consider that he legit retired nine years ago because he had like a spinal fusion surgery that the doctors told him, no, you're not wrestling anymore after that. That's just that's out of the that's out of the question. And nine years later, hey, look, I'm I'm good, I'm cleared, I, I can I can wrestle again. So uh,
0: wait he's a minute, 46.
1: I feel better, <laughs> right?
0: God, and then they put I him, him up against Randy Orton. It's like I I've seen this match. Probably fifty times.
2: Right, and again, right, exactly. a name that nobody nobody's excited about. Is anybody really excited about Randy Orton?
1: They're not. But that, this is kind of what you have when you have a guy come back from a street, told him never to wrestle again. He can only get in the ring with a handful of guys that he trusts. With a with a neck that's so uh, delicate, uh, he can. He can trust Randy Orton because they know each other because they've wrestled each other so many damn times. Uh, Are you saying you're not going to trust
0: him with Goldberg?
1: He's not going to get in the (laughs) ring with Goldberg. He's not going to get in the ring with (laughs) Braun Strowman. He's not going to get in the ring with Brock Lesnar. Too soon. (laughs) Too soon. Way too soon. Because Any of those guys, uh, he may not be able to to walk out of the ring afterwards. Yeah. So, that is definitely a matchup that there's no Fresher knew about it, so they tried to uh, uh, some more of that bad acting. Jason, uh, they they instead Edge's wife who used to be wrestle Beth Phoenix. Uh, they had they they had Randy Orton attack Edge and, and you know lay him up to set up the match, and then they had Edge's wife Beth Phoenix come out and confront Randy Orton a couple a couple weeks after that, and she's getting angry and, and trying to cry and slaps him in the face and kicks him in the stomach, and, and of course he lays her out. And that was another one of those uh, one of my and we've talked about this Jason watching uh, if you remember back when they were banning all these celebrations uh, and giving penalties left and right with guys who were celebrating too too fast or too hard or whatever, and then they would go back and show the celebration on replay four or five times. and the point of penalizing those celebrations were supposed to be. This is not the image we want to present to the world. This is not the NL that we want the kids to see and get bad influence. Uh we, we need to have a nice wholesome NFL. So if that's the point of penalizing these celebrations, why are you going back and replaying the celebrations five, six, seven times? They did the same thing with the the Randy Orton uh Beth Phoenix thing. The the when Randy Orton gives the his finishing move, the RKO to Beth Phoenix, she's laid out the crowd is you know, half of them are cheering because they just want to see, you know, the world burn. But the announcers are laying out; they're all quiet and hushed and shocked that he they put his hands on a woman and laid her out. Let's go back and see a replay of that five, six, seven times. To see. <laughs> we just saw it's so vicious, it's so horrifying. Let's see it eight more times, and, and that's just one of my pet peeves about that. So that's well, how they they're sell, to They're that.
2: selling. They're selling the angle, you know.
1: Yeah, I know, but but it, it's just it it's not consistent. You you can't get, get hushed and, and talk about how terrible this was and then show a different replays of it. Uh Jerry, we're old school fans. We remember back in the day when you had an angle that's supposed to be shocking where somebody, an old lady gets attacked or the uh, <laughs> like Bill Watts, uh the old owner of the of the UWF if they would attack him. They wouldn't show that on replay hundreds of times. Because they were trying to they were trying to get over the fact that it was such a shocking incident. Well, we're not going to show a replay of that, but that that was just that was disgusting what what so and so did, and we're not going to show that again on TV. But you better believe when they come to your town, Bill Watts is going to get his revenge for for what he did. That we're not going to show a replay of that. So that's sort of a lost thing to me is is you know put it over how serious it is by not replaying it over and over again. That's to me is how you put over how serious uh, an angle
0: is. Yeah. Sorry very nice main event. Uh, the mega powers against uh, the twin towers where Macho got thrown out of the ring and into Elizabeth, which they even had yeah. the camera at a weird, I can't tell if the camera was put in the bad spot on purpose or not, but you barely saw it. And they only replayed it once or twice. And you you still couldn't, they didn't have it where it was planted saying here's what's going to happen. It was almost on the edge of the camera. Like it was either it was shot wrong on purpose. And um, that was, because you never, you know, you never, Elizabeth's never been in the ring wrestling. To see right. her take that shot was pretty shocking. That was probably the most shocking one I ever recall.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, Elizabeth on Saturday Night's main event again, a different angle. You remember when Honky Talk Man uh, attacked Macho Man and and wound up bashing him with the guitar. Right before that, Elizabeth got in front of the guitar and and begged Honky not to hit him, and finally after. Uh, a couple, It felt like, you know, uh, in half an hour. But after a minute or so of begging, Honky put his hand on her and on her shoulder and kind of shoved her to the ground. You know, and it wasn't very hard at all, but she sold it, you know, great. And it was it was shocking. It was, oh, my God, some put their hands on Elizabeth and shoved her to the ground and, and like not a, a valid. And she doesn't try to interfere or get in the ring or anything like that. So she, it was it was perfect. She got the sympathy, didn't deserve it. All she was doing begging, uh and trying to help her man out. Um, and they, exactly, they didn't replay that a hundred times either because it was just I and you know they go on from there because that's it. That's the angle. That the shock of it happening is 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 the angle itself. It's not replayed many times over. Yeah, we're, we're getting a lot of throwbacks and flashbacks on this show. We're, we're really going old school. I love it.
0: Um,
2: well, that's
0: that's yeah, what I'm, happens when
2: I, get you guys together, I'm convinced
0: guys. there's only 20 angles that have ever happened.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they just replay them over and over and over.
0: There's an old wrestling book called Fall Guys and it's really about um, uh, Tuts Mondis and uh, the, the Strangler Ed Lewis and I can't remember the third person basically wrestling used to be a legit sport. And these are the three guys that basically cr- created what we have now. And it's amazing to see how they would uh, telegram the, re- the, the, the finishes of the matches by using lingo, uh, some of the lingo that we, we know we all use now loosely. It was all code back in the day. But it's amazing. This book actually goes into how there's only about 20 to 30 tops. I mean, every angle's been done. And it's are just, just dressing it up. Yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Yeah,
2: they, I think they exhausted their last one when uh, uh, they gave birth
0: to the rubber hand.
1: Well, yeah, I don't know where that fits into the twenty uh, May Young giving birth. To them. I don't. I don't <laughs> it's <know>. a
0: variation <laughs> of the lost pregnancy angle. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> oh, there you go. We we fit it in. I guess you're right. About now it. it
2: all makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, don't give away too many k pal, k um, uh, So we got a, a NFL connection to this whole WrestleMania thing, Jason, and this is also something that is gonna look really pathetic, really sad in front of the empty arena that would had a, a big pop and looked maybe that chance to kind of cool in front of the big crowd. Is WrestleMania is being hosted by uh, your favorite crazy uh, former tight end and mine, uh, Rob Gronkowski. Yeah, and
2: I, I heard a little <laughs> bit about that and tuned it out.
1: Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they, I mean, there's nothing really to pay attention to. It's just, you know, another former football player getting into the pro wrestling. is not be anything new. Um, but, but, of course, this is going to jumpstart him probably getting uh, his second career, getting into actually get in and try his hand in some actual action uh which is uh himself, the fact that it, his second career looks like it's going to be wrestling because i just knew it was going to be porn and as crazy as he is but
0: yeah so <laughs> yeah. oh, here's the here's the big uh the poll which who's going to come to the ring to smack talk him and get laid out
1: hmm well, the, the 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 options be limited. I don't know how many guys are going to be down there uh, during this taping uh, that that would be you know a big enough of a of a surprise for for it to make a, a difference. Um, oh,
0: it would be yeah, somebody who's on the roster that's not lower on the roster. Back in the day, it would have been uh, oh god, I can't remember his name. The guy who had the the Cobra attack. Oh, was uh, Santino. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be him, but it's gonna be somebody on the roster yeah. like that.
1: No, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, a couple years ago to be gender hall or something. Yeah. Uh, they did that. The the battle Royal a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it'll be somebody on that level. Um, but I have no idea who I, I did not read any of the WrestleMania spoilers. I don't actually know what's going to happen tomorrow. I know it's, been taped. I know it's already happened. Uh, that's all I know. That they've already uh, done it. They've already done the, the the episodes of Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania. all that's in the can. All that is is taken care of. So they did their job as far as getting the entertainment for the next several weeks uh, taken care of before any stronger restrictions get put in place. As far as uh, you know, it, as bad as this thing is getting. You could have it where they'd say no contact at all, uh, from anybody. It's just complete, uh, quarantine. Like what Italy, uh, uh had to go through, uh, hopefully it doesn't get to that point, but uh, it's not being good. Uh, but that's all taken care of. Um, but I don't, I didn't go, I didn't go find any spoilers. I, I don't know anything at all uh, that happened. I will be just as surprised as everybody else when, when WrestleMania drops tomorrow night and Sunday night. Uh yeah, we're uh, Back to the old school a little bit, Jerry, we're familiar with empty arena shows because this used to be something, it wasn't done all the time, but it was done on purpose to really drive home a, a, an angle or a feud that was so violent that, oh my God, we can't even have people here. We, we have to empty the arenas out. So we have to have these guys fight in an empty arena match uh, so they can get all the weaponry and all the, the, uh, blood and guts and uh, everything that you didn't need to have fans in the middle of because sometimes those sort of hardcore matches the fans almost got in the way like you can't uh, you you can bleed all over fans but you don't want to because there's liability there you can have all these weapons and sometimes they've even had fans bring the weapon matches but you would rather not do that again with uh, Terry Funk sort of is credited as inventing the empty arena fight. Uh, There's been a lot of them in Memphis. That was a stock. Big feuds over with with empty arena matches as well. So uh, it's happened before. Um, I know the uh, empty arena TV shows here. I know the ratings have cratered uh, because after the the first couple of weeks, you know, that was sort of a novelty and people were tuning in to see what, Oh my God, what are they going to do? They can't have big crowds and now that we've seen it people are sort of turning it off because you don't want to see these performances with no people all the time but for a one off every now and then it was it was actually a, sort of an exciting angle
0: yeah i think the most successful one was probably the halftime heat show at the super bowl of rock versus mankind
1: oh uh, it's certainly the most watched one yeah no doubt and I was at the, the halftime of one of the Super Bowls, and they were, they were really trying to get any audience possible. They were just, okay, the Super Bowl, we can't compete with that. But the moment halftime hits, it, instead of watching the Super Bowl show, go ahead and turn over to USA Network. We're going to have uh, The Rock and, and Mick Foley fight in an, in an empty arena match, which, of course, was taped that halftime ever came up. <clears throat> yeah,
0: I think that was, that, was, an, uh, that was good. Another big empty one was, empty arena was, uh, I believe it was after the original Tupelo Concession Stand Brawl. Yeah. Back in uh, 78, 79, pre-Honky Tonk Man, but the Blonde Bombers, and they, it it, it was probably one of the first uh, kind of impromptu hardcore match where outside of the ring and everything's going crazy, but they... I thought because of all that, well, they had a rematch that was in an empty arena, I have to, I I think I'd have to double check that, but
1: um... I think you're right. Um, and I just I believe it or not, I just saw that match down here um, maybe a year ago because uh, for a little while Jerry Lawler was running an hour long uh, best of Memphis show on syndication down here, and that was one of the matches match he even showed on there it was uh, him and bill dundee in a tag team against uh pre-honky-tonk wayne ferris and uh i believe one of the moon dogs was his was his partner larry latham i believe um yeah, yeah that uh, was the first definitely the first match that went through the concession stands and mustard and, and everything ketchup spilling everywhere and beer and uh yeah very very famous uh, uh concession stand brawl. So many promotions tried to imitate that too and just it doesn't work as good the first time. You're the originator, then you, you do it the right way uh, and when you try to imitate it, it doesn't quite go the same way. But yeah, I think you're right. I think they the, the rematch for that was was an empty arena match uh, just probably again for, for liability reasons, at least partially, just didn't want to risk getting fans involved and in, in getting somebody uh, hurt that isn't supposed to be there.
2: So, the one thing I do believe I heard out of all this, uh, just sort of got glossed over, was you are going to be watching this.
1: Well, at some point, you know, it's tomorrow yeah, night. there's no
2: incentive to watch it live. Live,
1: right. Because you can pick it up at any point uh, on WWE Network uh, or any other places you get your wrestling fix in. There, there's many... Many places online to watch wrestling if you don't catch it live. Um, but, yeah, there's no no reason for me to rush home after work tomorrow and, and sit there and watch it live. I'll, but I will catch it. I, at some point, uh, it's spectacle. It's uh, I, I'm very curious as to how they pull off making this feel as big as I know they want to make it feel, even though there's going to be zero fans in the audience. I, I really want to see how the hell they pull that off.
0: I plan on. um, I'll probably watch it when it drops, and it's got two to three matches to really. I mean, a lot of people. You're gonna have two to three matches to get people to sit through the whole thing, or it's gonna shit the bed, and I'm out. Like it's (laughs) so. You know, the second night might not even get watched as much. I mean, you could actually see it watch less, and they're gonna be able to track all that um, based on how this thing goes, because I'll be honest with you, when I watch WrestleMania, or I'll show, even my wife i will show her a match, it's the crowd reaction that pulls you in from the entrance to the match, especially you know, probably the biggest one of all time to me is Hogan Rock. I mean, that mm-hmm. crowd just wore me out, and I can't believe there was still another match to go. And um, it's so taken out for WrestleMania. And I know when it's in a stadium, the sound is weird because it just goes up. There's no, it doesn't come back down. So there's a little bit of disconnect, but just to see that sheer number, it is kind of exciting to see that WrestleMania or Royal rumble this year was at a a large stadium uh, for the first time in a long time. And uh, it was, uh, it was pretty amazing. And uh, that's, that's what part, that's what adds that spectacle. So knowing going in that that's gone, it's at the performance center, which they don't even film stuff at normally. I mean, uh, normally they go to Full Sail University for NXT, so now right. they're they're here. They've cleaned everything out, and we're gonna clean up 'cause company's coming. And <laughs> I don't, you know, I feel, you know, I, the props they probably built, they probably can't use most of them. It, it's only it, it's gonna be a tight shot because the last thing you want to do is have a. Uh, do you remember the first few weeks of the empty arenas? They had a big enough shot where you could always see as an empty arena.
1: Yeah, and then they had to start tarping those seats over because it looked really bad.
0: <laughs> then they started tightening up the shot. That's what AEW did. They tightened up the shots, so you yep. didn't see it. And WWE actually copied that because uh, it was mm-hmm. getting better reviewed that having a tighter shot, um, it did come across better. Um, I don't know. I, you know, I'm sure they had time to, to, to play different ways of shooting it and everything, so I just trust they're going to pull it off. But without the crowd, I don't even – fake crowd noise it's gonna make it even worse oh. it's gonna be a, sit- now it's oh. a sitcom
2: then they should be having it at the atlanta falcons
0: stadium <laughs> nice
1: um no i i can't imagine I, I don't know if they piped it in like i said i haven't read any spoilers or anything like that i can't imagine they're gonna do that that would be so cheesy even for wwe
2: uh, um, you weird. know, after seeing that girl standing there waving her belt around <laughs> at nobody like she was king shit, I, I wouldn't put anything past them. I'm surprised in today's day and age where they couldn't do, like, CGI fans. You know how, uh, you know, they, how like, Kenny, could, Smith, you know you know. Kenny Smith can show, like, he's in the basketball game? Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, you know, why couldn't it, they just, you know, just put, put put, like, the phony fans, like, you know... Around, and they could also boo Roman Reigns, the they also could the, even even the CGI fans would still boo Roman Reigns.
0: Ooh, so the writing the so. writing could the writing was on the wall to me when Fox Sports one uh, they had like an after show, and I don't know if you guys knew they brought on CM Punk. Fox signed him, not WWE, so he's no. actually working for Fox as a W commenting on a WWE show. So I'm like, oh my god! So when they That's surprised rich. they surprised brought him out there was no crowd because it's some after show. They play his music. They're the, 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 the two commentators are reacting. Like they just crapped their pants. He walks out and he's trying to play to a crowd. That's not existent. I'm like, Oh my God, they should have done this at an arena. Cause it was done like almost like at the Fox sports set. It's like, in a, it's a, yeah. it's a special set. And I'm like, Oh, that was terrible. And they totally ruined a big surprise. Cause like, you know, the, the people who sold it were like the, the two people that were there. And it was sad. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was thinking about what, with this. I was like, oh man, it was, it was, I don't know. I don't know.
1: The announcers are going to have to go into
0: o- overtime and hyperdrive
1: to, to convey and get across the excitement of any surprises or any events that happen at WrestleMania. It's really going to be more announcer driven than anything we've ever seen. It's going to be Michael Cole losing his voice, screaming at the top of his lungs to try to convey how important it is that, that uh, Otis beat Dolph Trump. I,
2: I want to know hmm. one pressing thing though, are they going to wreck the Spanish announcers table?
0: They always wreck yeah. the Spanish announcers table, they got but Will
2: there be a Spanish that. announcers table?
1: Will there oh, be probably. Spanish I, I,
0: announcers? <laughs> I don't know. I, I you know usually they go around now they actually go around there's actually the Germans are there too and oh. then they go around to the outskirts of uh they're not right at ringside but they're in the arena at their own little desks and they'll have the the Japanese announced table and they'll have what they'll she introduce like five different countries and then they got the Germans the Americans and the and the and the in the, the uh the, the French and I I don't know it's it'll be really it'll be really funny to do if the entire uh performance center with all these extra booths and you could all hear them all talking. That'd be very odd. <laughs> <laughs> that would be impossible.
1: All these announcers yelling over each other with no fans round it out. No,
0: I don't know that
1: all <laughs> you imagine that? That would be funny.
0: You know, well, too bad. One other thing they should. The they, haven't done this, they haven't done this since the late the, no, the mid-90s. Do you remember when they used to have photographers at ringside?
1: oh yeah bill after
0: um but they allowed it in the mid 90s again uh and and it would be interesting now again it's all about having too many people near each other but that could dress it up a little bit maybe having some photographers around ringside but i, I don't know it depends yeah, the mood vince is in that day but just I'm exactly just, too late it's already been filmed i'm acting like they haven't filmed it yet yeah. <laughs> i'm acting oh, like it's ideas. live it's already done
1: no, but that's better. It's better than getting spoilers and knowing what they did. We we can still be fans for at least one night. We can speculate and, and pretend like we, we have no idea, which we don't.
2: So so how recent was the Roman Reigns pull out? Because when I watched I mean, so I must have been watching from Monday night, which was four nights ago, he was still being billed.
1: That is a that... controversy. Yeah. That 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 is that's actually a controversy. Uh with some of the Prominent wrestling uh, media writers, Dave Meltzer, uh, is one of them, uh, is definitely criticizing WWE for false advertising. Um, a couple of those other guys, like I said, The Miz isn't there because he he's sick. Uh, he he didn't do WrestleMania, is what I mean. He was there, but he but he uh, didn't actually uh, perform. Uh, but they were still advertising that uh, tag team title and John Morrison is supposed to be defending the SmackDown tag team titles, but that didn't happen because, because he wasn't on the show. Uh, So there's that there's Roman Reigns. There was, uh, there was going to be a a situation with Andrade who was supposed to be uh, getting a shot at the raw tag team titles, but they actually did have time to write him out of the show and then say that he had an injury. Um, And, they're going to put this kid from NXT uh, in in his place. So that's something I don't think there's any chance in hell they would have done that. uh, If not for these circumstances, they're taking like this 23 year old kid named Austin theory and putting him in a tag team title match uh, because they had to take on out of this show. Um, But yeah, there's talk about the the false advertising aspect and the, uh, the, the, the mindset in wrestling, which has always been, Hey, card subject to change, whatever we're promoting, whatever we're advertising, by the time we get to the arena, uh, this guy might've broken his ankle and this other guy might've been hung over from the night before. And this other guy might've gotten beat up by the husband of the girl. He was doinking. So uh, we can always have changes. This card is always uh subject to change, which is something that wrestling promoters have always sort of leaned on for, you know, if, a guy doesn't show up the, after being promoted for all this time. Um, and that's sort of what they're doing here. They're just going to go straight ahead with their promotion. They don't want to make WrestleMania seem special. They're not going to tell you about all these different guys that are dropping out and, and deciding not to wrestle uh, because that would make their product look weak. So they're just going to keep promoting, keep advertising. They they could go in and change whatever they wanted to because it's not, they don't – just because they taped it doesn't mean they can't go in and change it before it airs on, on USA or or Fox they just choose not to and they're going to have angles when uh oh, Jerry dropped again I, I went on too long again um but yeah Jason they're they're just going to go on and, and pretend like Roman Reigns is going to show up and then when WrestleMania airs they'll have some angle where he's not going to wrestle and oh here's the surprise entrant uh, in the ah, title match
2: okay so the been been universally like this isn't universally
1: known. Exactly, it's, it's people like me and Jerry that read the uh, the dirt sheets and the, the online uh, wrestling news publications that we know that Braun Strowman got that title shot. But yeah, uh, the the typical you know twelve year old fan, no, he, he doesn't know that that, that all that is.
2: <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: Yeah, that's
2: Made me think there for a second.
1: That's their justification for it. Jerry, you back with us?
0: Yeah, I should have, pre- should have pre-taped this thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We could have cleaned all that up. Every time you drop, we we just edit that out and and just pretend like it didn't happen. Yeah, that that would have worked out uh, much better for us. Um, so yeah, I was talking about how uh, the other wrestling league, the other major league in in America right now, All Elite Wrestling, was just debuted last year. Uh, they're just as guilty as WWE is running shows for their uh, telecast, and uh, but I think uh, I don't. First of all, I don't know how many of their shows you've watched, Jerry. But uh, of course, the wrestling product is stronger. Almost every American promotion, the wrestling product is stronger than WWE because they are not focused on the the in ring product. They're focused on the entertainment aspect of it, but. Um, I think AEW could have, and maybe still could if this stretches out into the summer, AEW could get away with just running the start of their series from the beginning, from last uh, August when they debuted, and just running each episode every week uh, all the way through the summer because their in-ring product is so strong. You can get away with running those matches and those cards again and that would be a that would be a good thing to see, uh, you know, especially the the tag team title tournament when uh, Private Party beat the Young Bucks. It was a shocking moment, such a moment that put them put Private Party over as as, as future stars. Um, just one of many many really good matches on the AEW Dynamite. Uh, instead of taking this health risk that they're taking and and, and having these these arena shows. Uh, uh, like I said, I don't know how many, how many of those shows you watch, but uh, do you think that would be a better idea than, than doing it, uh, these empty arena shows, just run their old stuff from last year and just do that every week?
0: Well, I've seen about 90% of the AEW shows. They're excellent. I, I'm real a, a big fan. Um, I love how they're using some of the, like, your Chris Jericho's are, you know, helping build other people. You see it. Chris Jericho, by the way, completely reinvented himself and, and blows me away, blows me away. Um and uh, the seeing they're actually I thought I heard they're filmed through my, May they filmed enough episodes to go through the middle of May or the end of May. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, so they're next <clears> from there <throat> and, and, and typically the summertime is always that people aren't watching wrestling as much and it could be a chance to catch up and AEW kind of has two shows going on they've got their their Dynamite show and then I I don't know if you've seen their show Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, But, yeah, I mean, just the fact that they're doing – they're keeping records. Jason, you you probably don't know any of this, but they're actually, like, when they they come out to the ring, you see what their record is for the year. What? And and I know it's fake. Yeah. But it does add that thing to it. You know, the referees are actually, like, refereeing, and they're calling, like, no punching in the face. They're actually – I mean, they are definitely taking some things that people have suggested has gone away to bring back – uh, Earl Hebner's in there and that guy's having a hard time getting up. Like watching <laughs> yeah. Earl Hebner ref a match is painful, but um to to see what Chris Jericho's doing with um in his stable is uh, sammy Guevara, uh holy cow. Um that guy he's, he's going to be something. He's going he's he I think he's he's the next uh, like Eddie Guerrero. I mean, he's unbelievable. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I, I enjoyed how the guys who are kind of in the ownership level of this company are like Cody Rhodes and the young bucks. And to see them not plastered with all the titles is actually pretty awesome because if you go back to Jerry, the King Lawler and AWA with uh, the Ganyas, I mean, who held those titles over and over and over again? Cause they didn't trust nobody.
1: Yeah. Lawler as an example of what you're talking about. Uh, but yeah, Jason, they, uh, they got the, the the wrestlers that got uh, some of them got cut from WWE like Cody Rhodes. Uh, Chris Jericho didn't really get cut, but he doesn't want to go back to that world. He took this opportunity to do something different because he wanted to, like, Jay, like Jerry said, reinvent himself. Um, and then uh, some other guys like the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, they never really went to WWE. They just always wanted to sort of do their own thing. And that's sort of the the brain trust there. It's it's these guys that they're in their thirties. They it almost feels like they're uh, the the theater troupe that that split off from the from the big company. Like if you remember our uh, uh, our theater group in high school, Jason with with Mister Canapa, uh, you know those guys uh, that were in that that company. Boy, they were so serious about their theater. They're they're actors, you know, at age fifteen. Yeah, they're. They take it really seriously. That it's almost like that's what WWE is. Is they're they're trying to be serious. They're they're not. They're really having any kind of fun. There is, it's such a job, and it's so serious. And AEW is like the guys that that split off from that. They don't take it nearly as seriously, and they have a lot more fun with it. And they're able to do different things. They have shows uh, that they like reality tv shows and they have a lot of fun and they drop a lot of uh, inside words and, and inside jokes and and they're really clever with it and they say they they're able to say and do a lot of things that you couldn't do in wwe because vince mcmahon either wouldn't allow it because it would be uh too exposing of the business or he just he wouldn't get it it would, it would be over his head because he's 70 something years old uh, so these guys are able to sort of split off and do their thing and really be more entertaining than world, world wrestling entertainment, ironically. Um, so, yeah, there's much, much more to the watch. And like Jerry said, they have that, that sports element. They try to treat it like a sport. You got the uh, not only their win-loss record for the years on the screen, but their lifetime win-law record going back to last year when, when AEW first started. Uh, neat to see, uh, oh, geez, John Moxley, uh, he's been there uh, since the beginning, and he's lost, what, twice in, the entire, uh, in his entire career in AEW? So, yeah, I guess he kind of does deserve to be the champion. He's only lost twice. All these other guys get out there. They got nine losses, 10 losses, 12 losses. He gets up there, and his overall record is something like 18-2 and two or something
0: well if you look at the top guys in wwe your top guys have a good win-loss record everyone else it's like the company's like unless we're going to really push you to the top we're going to keep you at 50 50 so if if your contract's up you go somewhere else we haven't booked you to the moon and i think that's been their problem and and to have it where a win means something again Mm -hmm. you know even though it's a wink wink it's still i like it a lot i do too uh can can't you
2: just do it the old-fashioned way and change the guy's name?
0: <laughs>
1: just pretend yeah, they, like he's somebody else, and we exactly. don't know what you're talking about. Who? <laughs> bring up, yeah, you bring up his old name. Who's that? I, I don't know who you're Comes
2: talking Comes out about. with a mask on, you know.
1: <laughs> that's not uh, Jason Johnson. That's Super Destroyer guy. That's, that's a totally different person. Yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I've seen enough wrestling. I know the move.
1: <laughs> no, they're they're, they're definitely uh, doing things differently, and the the money mark which you probably heard me talk about before, Jason, is the uh, the son of the Jaguars owner, uh, Shad Khan. So that's like the deepest of pockets. They're not going anywhere anytime soon because on the a, a, a true money mark, they got uh, Tony Khan is just all in for AEW, and he's. Enjoying the life and, and acting like a, a celebrity and really uh, living it up and like I said they got the big TV contract from TNT so there's millions and millions of coming in there and and they're they're good they're they just kind of came out of nowhere to be the number two promotion and it's a lot of fun to watch it's it's you should check out their their show on on Wednesdays uh it, it's it's different it's, it's different than WWE there's still bad acting okay it's it's pro wrestling well I mean. So. <laughs> Do some bad no, I'm not
2: expecting, I'm not expecting uh, anybody to be winning any Grammys <laughs>
0: for acting. For
2: acting, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I, I highly recommend AEW. Um, I catch myself where I'll I'll watch. Uh, you know, I've actually not watched NXT and not even rewatch it later because I only can watch so much wrestling. Um, yeah. Speaking of which, I just ha- I had this on my notes I wanted to get before we're done. What's your take on Impact Wrestling and Tessa Blanchard as a champion?
1: Oh uh man, there, there's definitely been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, uh Jade uh, Impact Wrestling is one of the many different uh independent promotions out there. They've been around forever. Uh they haven't never really had a whole lot of success, but they just keep kinda hanging around. they, they won't go away, they won't die off. They they're just kind of floating underneath there. Um uh, so they made their decision. Uh they, they put the uh Tessa Blanchard, who is the daughter of of, of a wrestler, Tully Blanchard, um, and she's she's young. She's only I think 24, 25. Um, she's strong, but she's not 200. You know, she's not 200 pounds strong. She's you know about a buck 20, buck 30. Uh, w- well put together, but uh, maybe not believable necessarily that that she's getting in the ring with with 280, 300 pound guys and and hanging with them and holding her own, but. Uh, she's, she's done that. She's wrestled men for years uh, all over, uh, really all over the world. And this past uh, winter, uh, Impact made the decision to put the the world title on her. They had her beat a man in the middle of the ring to win their their men's championship. And the first real major promotion to to put their championship on a woman. Um, and met with uh, a whole lot of different uh, reactions and uh, you know, if you're, you know, uh, if you're, if you're a male chauvinist, of course, you're going to look at it and go, oh, that's that's garbage. There's no way that 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 could be believable. And if you're like you the know, rest fem- of the league. <laughs> right, the, the, all the believable wrestling out there, right? Yes. <laughs> um, and if you're a, a woman's right feminist, uh, then you're ignoring anything else and going, fuck yeah, a woman's a world champion. They can do anything. Fuck yeah, it's about time. Um, so I, I guess I'm in the middle of that. Um, I, I don't have a problem with somebody that has a vagina being a, a men's world champion. I don't really care what's in somebody's pants. I care about if it's really believable that that she's the champion and it's it's believable sometimes, but it's not believable other times. There's some huge guys like six, eight, 300 pound guys that they've had her, Throwing those typical female slow bows that you talk about, Jason. Those forearms. Slow yeah. And and they got to sell it because it's Tessa Blanchard throwing it, so they got to act like, "Oh, I'm really getting smashed here." And it's like, "Oh, come on, come really, come on, man." So yeah, it's uh, it's a good promotional stunt. It's it's good for equality and all that, but. It really does take some of the believability away when you have her. like she she worked the match to, to win the title. She worked with with Sammy Callahan and they worked together for a couple years at least. So they made they they're able to make a, a match that looks believable. And also he's not a, a behemoth himself. He's only two hundred thirty pounds. So they made it look you know you can suspend your disbelief. Uh, like Madman Fulton is like six eight three hundred pounds and huge. You cannot have him get in a ring with her and make it believable to me and she's five three, one twenty 120 or whatever she is that, that i'm sorry that's not gonna ever be believable to me i, I have no problem with her work she's solid of course she's, you know if you're the daughter of a wrestler and a granddaughter of, of, a, of a wrestler and a promoter you should be damn good in the ring and she is and, and i've always liked tessa in the ring uh but yeah that, that's where i i stand uh I don't have a problem with it at all, just the fact that she's a woman. I don't really care about that, but I have a problem that it sometimes it doesn't look necessarily believable that she could hold her own with some of these big guys.
0: Yeah, I think China got away with it because of her size. Otherwise right. the, 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 you know when you saw like an impact years ago, Gail Kim took up border toss from the Latin America exchange. That was actually, she did a great job taking it, but you actually felt bad for her, like, oh, my God, that just happened. So usually when women get into a match or they get involved with the men and something like that happens, it's usually meant for shock value. To have it where it's like, nope, this is straight up equal. Uh, Tessa being a little smaller in stature, where you look at Charlotte Flair, uh, she's quite tall. And it would be interesting, because I don't know if you know WWE, like the NXT title and the women's title, I think they took away the word women's on those titles.
1: Right, they just call them the NXT or the, the the Raw or the SmackDown champion. They don't necessarily refer to them as women anymore. That's true.
0: I always just thought WWE is like testing the waters on that. But, um, you know, I think the other thing is without Tessa as the champion, would we even be talking about Impact Wrestling right now? No. <laughs> there's, and there's your point. Yeah,
1: it was definitely a, a promotional stunt and definitely meant to, to get attention and get people talking. And it's not even that unbelievable just because of the the last 10 years, 15 years of women beating men in matches on the indie circuit, sort of priming uh, everybody and getting them ready for something like this. It's, it's not uh, unusual anymore, Jason, to go to an indie show and see a woman versus a man in a match and almost, you know, almost always, you know, 90% of the time the woman is going to get the win because otherwise it's just a man beating up a woman. And that's not cool.
0: Oh yeah. Jason, do yourself a favor. YouTube, look it up. Joey Ryan matches that guy <laughs> making a career out of wrestling women. He uh, takes his sucker out of his mouth and puts it in his pants, wrestles for a while. And he always takes the sucker out of his mouth. Like he's going to put it in a woman's mouth is one of his big moves is called a boobplex. I mean,
1: he, oh, he'll wow. never,
0: he, he would never get away with this on like television, but for the indie shows, it actually is quite entertaining. Okay.
1: And you have to have women that are willing to, to work with him and willing to go through that because otherwise it's just feeling the woman up. And, huh. and if that's all it is, then I can be a wrestler.
0: Yes. 90% <laughs> of the time that sucker ends up in his mouth pretty interesting but anyways it's it's a it's it's a gimmick that when i you know i'm i think he's still wrestling i don't know if he has the same gimmick or still doing what he's doing but i was watching some of his matches and stuff and you know his entrance is like that uh pina colada song and he just got this kind of a uh, you know slime ball-y thing with the mustache it's it, nothing against mustaches but he has like one of those mustaches where it's like i already don't like you and that's I think think it's a great gimmick that would, I think in the attitude era would have really played up, but now you would, you would never see the light of day in his current character.
1: Yeah. He does have a great, just disgusting slime ball. Look, he's, he oils his body up. He's got baby oil all over. He's got a hairy chest and he's got that, like you said, the porn stash thing uh, and the lollipop and the sunglasses and the leather jacket. And it's, it's really a, it's really a look. Um, but he elevates the
0: beautiful. women. I mean, his whole reason is he elevates the women. That's the other mm-hmm. impressive part about him is he does this. And even if he pulls off the win, it's usually cheating. And it, it, <laughs> it polishes the women wrestlers wherever he goes.
1: Exactly. That's the point is that you see this guy come out and berate women and looking like, they want to pay your money to go see a woman kick his ass because it just it's it's cathartic. You want to see a slime ball like that get his ass kicked uh, by a woman. And, and yeah, he's made a whole lot of money on the indie market doing that. So good for him. Yeah, you uh, bringing up uh, uh, some of the other wrestling, uh, some of the other leagues, I made the list just to point out for any, uh, like Jason, uh, non wrestling fans that happen to be listening. Um, in, in what is sort of the golden age to follow wrestling if you really like in ring product? There's no better time to watch wrestling uh, if you're a big fan of guys who can really go in the ring, guys who can really uh, if you like gymnastics, if you like power guys, if you like uh, good hands, good wrestling old guys, uh, there's the best of them right now seem to be uh, all over the place. Uh, Anywhere you can find wrestling, there's a week of wrestling uh, on a typical week. You can find so much wrestling uh there's like you said there's only so much time you can't watch them all but i made a list of i guess what what i find myself trying to make the effort to watch And some weeks i don't make it i'm not able to get all of this in but this is what i attempt to watch uh because that's how good the wrestling is i make myself sort of make time to try to watch it uh in a typical week this is what's is all out there, and I'm sure I'm missing things, and I'm, and I'm not talking about local indie promotions that have YouTube channels. Uh, I'm not even including that. I'm just talking about national broadcasts that I make myself make time to watch. On Monday, of course, uh, there's Monday Night Raw, uh, which, is, which airs live on USA. On Tuesday is, is the real big day. Impact still airs live at eight o'clock Eastern on a channel called access TV, which I don't get uh, that channel. So I have to wait later in the week and find it uh, online somewhere. Um, There's an uh, NWA revival being run by of all people, the smashing pumpkins lead singer, Billy Corgan. Uh, He's the money Mark there. So they got uh, an NWA revival there. They got a weekly show that comes out online on YouTube uh, at seven o'clock Eastern. Um, and at the same time, on Tuesdays uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern, that uh, AEW dark show that you were talking about, which is their dark matches before their big Wednesday show, they wait a week and air it the next Tuesday on YouTube. Uh, Ring of Honor airs on Fight TV. They're still uh, in business, although some of their houses are so small, you you'd think they're kind of about to go out of business because they have not had a, a lot of good business uh, in the past couple of years. Um, they, I believe air on Fox sports net as well. Uh, Wednesday of course is the, the big showdown, AEW dynamite and WWE's NXT. They both air on Wednesday night at 8 PM Eastern. You get a little bit of a respite on Thursday, if you want or, you know, use that time to catch up on what you haven't seen the last few days. And then Friday is SmackDown live. Um, and Saturday, uh, uh, major league wrestling mlw which is kind of an interesting uh outfit themselves they uh their show goes up at six o'clock eastern time on youtube and i believe they air on a cable channel called b in sports at eight o'clock on saturdays i don't get b in sports either but i, I like to watch them as well they have some some interesting and goes on some interesting wrestlers uh themselves. that's a lot of wrestling um, it, like I said, it's, it's impossible to watch it all sometimes. But if you if you are a big wrestling fan, or even an ugly fan, and you're interested in getting into more wrestling, and you want to know, hey, what should I check out? What should I look into? Those are the places to me want to look into uh, nationally that have the best wrestling to offer. If you if you're looking to expand your horizons uh, beyond WWE.
2: Well, that was pretty extensive list there.
1: Yeah, it's it's a lot. Um, so, how much of uh, those shows do you uh, find find a, a, a chance to catch Jerry, and, and what are your uh, impressions of some of those promotions? Uh oh, Jerry dropped again, and we're in the after show. And so that's oh, the end of well,
2: thanks J- to thanks thanks to wrestling expert Jerry for being on the show. that, an un- that is an unceremonious exit right there. <laughs>
1: I know he actually watches some of those. I know he watches AEW. Uh, so yeah, I was gonna have a, a talk with him about those uh, those specific motions. But
2: no, and just uh, just to uh, clarify, uh, I am not the person to be asking about those shows. So
1: I, I understand. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why we bring a wrestling expert on.
1: Exactly. Um, but yeah, i, I find trying to watch, everyone and watch just so, much so they're going to sign. And they get there and they realize there's really no room for me. There's there's all these other guys that are already here, um, and there's no you know there, there's nothing for for me. I'm I'm new, so I got that going for me. But there's no actual trying to right for me or elevate me into a better spot so they're just kind of sitting there. And that's kind of the sad part about is, you know, on the other side is you you get so much talent in say WWE or AEW, but there's so many guys that are already there. So they can't really elevate. They're, there's you know, there's so many there's only, there's only so many spots. There's only so many hours of, of wrestling. Um Get some guys that are that you know would be really, really good if they got the time, if they have the chance, but they they, they can't. There's no room for them, unfortunately. So that's kind of the decision a lot of those guys are making. Do I want to go to a big league, WWE, or WWE and maybe get lost in the shuffle? Or do I want to stay here on the Indies wrestling in, at the VFW Hall in front of 50 guys? But I feel like I'm getting better and, and really honing my craft and, and being the best uh, actually – wrestler that I can possibly be so it's you know it's not easy sometimes it's it's a difficult call yeah I
2: mean I only caught a little portion of what you were saying there you were breaking up a lot for that last section but oh. um, you know you, I, I always defer to your better judgment when it comes to wrestling on, on this show
1: well, since you're not breaking up you can uh, talk about what's been going on in uh, the land of Corona Palooza uh, over in the neck of your woods
2: Oh, just uh, continuation. Well, the kids had spring break, um, and a lot of, an awful lot of, uh, you know, work doing work around the house, school work with the kids. I mean, that's been that's been huge. Um, Doing everything with them here at the house. I mean, it just it just that doesn't stop. I mean that that is and and those kids, I tell you, you know, the cute factor and. Oh man, they have their good days and they have their bad days. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Oh yeah, it's been <laughs> oh. it's been it's been different. It's been what three weeks now since uh, since everything ended with work. Not everything. I mean, you know, just since the the official layoff. You know, I still have a job. I just don't have a uh, job to go to. Right. Okay. Sounds like you're still uh, you're still getting it done, you know, being in being in the financial <laughs> world is good.
1: Um, it's good unless I catch the, the corona and, and my inside Uh-oh. is no weeks. Um because you don't know. You're you're walking past no, you these really people's you you have no idea. You know, and and I'm um, sitting there listening to certain co workers talk about their, you know, also got you know all these family members that come through and unannounced and all these other house guests. And and I'm like, okay, I don't want to go anywhere near you because you got people coming in and out I don't know what they got. And I don't know what you got. And then you are sitting there coughing all day. And, Oh, it's, uh, it's not fun. Um, and, and it doesn't help at all that my wife is really like going germaphobic and she's almost to the point where she she doesn't want to leave the house and trying to have groceries delivered instead of she doesn't even want to want to go do the grocery pickup. So she's really scared of this whole thing. Um, and, and it seems to be sort of getting worse every day. And I, I feel sorry for her uh, because it's, I can tell the stress that it's putting on her and she's going through. Um, but at the same time, at least she gets to stay home, her job, uh, set it up uh, and, and allows uh, the whole office to work and do their job. Uh, from home so it, it would be much worse if she had to go out in, the, in these streets every day like I do um, but right. she she worries, she worries about me uh, out here because you know there's who knows who's got what um, and, and in turn that sort of makes me worry about it more than I probably want to uh, but I probably need to worry more about it because it's it's so unknown right now it's so many uh, every day there's more it, uh, sort of the famous people that that get me I don't know if you feel the same way, but it, every time I see somebody kind of famous that either catches it or a uh, few people have died from it or in the course uh, in the process of dying from it uh, that are that are famous and it's like it it feels like every day is like okay, there's somebody else that I had no idea could have possibly got it or. Uh, there, oh, there's someone, you know, the, the owner of the Knicks got it. Uh, Doris Burke, the NBA broadcaster, got it. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, of course, uh, Chris Cuomo of uh, CNN got it. Yeah. Um, there, there's – every day there's more people that, that get it, and you're like, oh, shit. This is just – it's not stopping. It's it's going – you know, it's it's a running train, and I, no one knows when it's going to stop, no matter – how many uh, experts they, they call in or no matter how much they think they know about it, nobody knows anything and nobody knows where this is stopping and nobody knows, you know, the experts that we're doing to stay in is just, you know, kind of throwing something up in the air and, and hoping that it works. No one really knows how to, to how to stop this thing. This is just a way that the best way that we think to try to slow it down or, or stop it. But meanwhile, you got, you know, the state of New York is so congested. We talked about that on the last show. There, there's no way you're going to stop it with all those people on top of each other like they are. Uh, the state of Florida with all those people partying and, and continuing to go to the beach and whatnot, that's going to continue to spread. New Orleans and uh, Bourbon Street congregating and and, uh, and not pay attention to just how serious it is. So it's just... right. That's the worst part to me is the, the uncertainty. This is still, just like the last time we talked, it still feels like something that's going to still almost get worse, still, even now. As bad as it is, it feels like it's still uh, even going to get worse before it gets better.
2: Yeah, I have to agree with you. I mean, you're seeing the numbers, what, 25,000, 30,000 people every day now? Mm-hmm. Some, pretty, some pretty big numbers of people that are coming down with it. Um, you know, and people are you know, Wisconsin hasn't been you know, we're not we're not one of the worst hit states, not by any stretch. So I mean we've been we've been lucky here so far, but some other places in the country that aren't so lucky, you know, and you just you know want you're just waiting for the, the wave to, to to, come across, you know. Right. And just you know, hope the- that everybody's safe and makes it through.
1: Were you on the line when I was talking about it with Jerry or was that just me and Jerry? I think it was just me and Jerry. He was asking how it was going here uh, where I am. And I was was, in Tennessee, it's spreading and, and, and it's not, uh, you know, we're not doing our, our best to, to, to stop the spread, but it seems to be more Nashville that it's spreading over there than so, than so much here in Memphis. It's, it's here in Memphis too, but it's worse in Nashville. It's just talking about the state of, of Tennessee. Uh, but it's it's enough. It's enough here that, it, that that you know I'm going out in the street and looking around and going, you yeah, know, who who's I wonder who's you know spreading it, who's got it, who you, you kind of don't know, and and you trying to do your best to wash your hands and and keep everything from uh, sticking around you too much. No, you know, no matter where you go, you. You don't know what you're picking up or, or who you're going to who you're going to be around. Um, they're trying to set it up for us to eventually work from home, but so many security issues. There's different security tokens that they have to install on all the computers before they allow us to even contemplate taking the computers home from home they're not gonna let us work from home on our own that's not our uh, because of the security issue but what they're trying to do is set up the computers that we have there at work to bring them home eventually somewhere down the line but there's a few problems with that one is there's no way to know when they're gonna be ready to do that so just because they send us all home in the middle of uh, say the middle of April let's say you know in three weeks, that's still three more weeks of going to work every day with people. You have no idea who's got what. Um, So that might, you know, that might not do any good. Oh, we've sent them. We finally sent them home, but Oh wait, the whole office got the damn virus a week before we sent them home. So, Oh, well. Um, So that's one problem. The other problem is people to send us home with are all old and dusty and Think back to the computer that I had back when you were uh, living in my apartment. It's about that bad. It's about that old. And they're going to send us home with these things. I don't know how they're logistic enough. Uh, The office is pretty much 40 or 50 women and me and a couple dudes you're not going to have all these women pick up all their computers and their two monitors and the big towers and lug them all out to their individual cars and drive them home. That's just not going to happen. They're going to be enlisting the guys in the office to do that at some point, And I'm not looking forward to that at all. Not because they're heavy, necessarily, but because they're old and dusty. They're, there's dust that has been there longer than before. I moved down here in 2011. I promise you that's how old these are. And I am not looking forward to having them in my home, uh, spitting dust at me. Every day. <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to cradling them in my arm, taking them to somebody's car because they're so old. They might have viruses and whatnot in there from people that aren't even there anymore. So that's there's a few logistical problems uh, with taking these computers home. Even if I them to send us home with those computers. I'm ready to to work from home. I'm I'm not. Uh, excited to be out in these streets every day.
2: I don't hear just everybody's gotta stay safe right now, right? That's the name of the game.
1: Stay safe, stay in your homes if you don't have absolute pressing reasons to be out and about, just stay at home. Um I'm not saying anything that other people aren't saying is or, or smart or anything like that. It's just what it is. You know, it is what it is. You need to be staying home right now. If you don't have to go out your house, don't because there's there's shit out here right now, and it's really really bad shit. I don't know how else to put it. It's 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 awful, and you don't know who's got it, and you don't know you know. We're talking respiratory droplets. We're talking shit that you can't even really see, but if somebody sneezes hard enough, it's going to be in the air, and you're going to get it, and, and there's not much you can do about it.
2: Yeah, that's about it.
1: Yep. to to get to um there, there's obviously not much sports news to talk about. Um and I know they're trying to get the uh the, the logistics for the NFL draft uh, set up um but yeah, that's still the next thing. how they're going to pull that what off. What are they going to do? Yeah, I'm, well I'm that, sure. that,
2: that one seems like it would be easy to pull off. I mean, you don't think you I mean you'd think that they could just do that like be a teleconference right
1: you'd think but with it being a, a big ratings TV show I just get a feeling they're going to try to do something extra like they're going to try to have some element of personal interaction with these guys it's a smart idea right now um, it's, it's maybe not as dumb an idea as having a, a pro wrestling card in the middle of all this uh, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I, I got a, like I said, I got a bad feeling about everything right now, the way, the way things are going. So I, that, that's pretty much the only mystery is how they're going to do it. Are they going to have some draft picks actually try to meet Roger Goodell and be in the same place as him to shake his hand? Or uh, are they going to fist bump? Are they going to elbow bump? Are they going to have any guys in place at all? Or are they just going to have uh TV cameras set up at all these draft picks houses to, to capture. What I do know as far as our show is we used to use March badness uh, our brackets to set up who would have to watch what network for the draft and since there is no right. March badness uh, left to our own devices. So we'll we'll figure out who's going to watch what and, and maybe we'll both be able to capture some of, of everything. Um, I'm not going to feel like we have to get in you know, that week and, and and sort of analyze the draft. I think we can wait till the, the week after because there's no, you know, prank issues. There's no other sports to worry about. And then that way we'll both have time to capture as much fidget or, or as much of the draft uh, as we want. Um, you know, unless you want to do it like that night or, or next night or something like that, but but there, there's still time to, to discuss all that.
2: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> No, was obviously we don't really need to have there be like a uh, a punishment angle anymore no. because there's nothing to, there's nothing to wager on anymore.
1: Nope. No, no, no winners or losers as far as who has to watch what networks. So we can this year we can both kind of I think maybe we can both kind of sample both or, or just choose our favorite one and then go from there. If we both choose the same one, then so be
2: it. I'm okay with that.
1: All right, so yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about all that we got. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, this is gonna be the oddest WrestleMania ever, and so yeah, I'm gonna have to check some of it out just for the sort of value for the, the the gawking at the car. And so that. No special and now they're gonna do that in front of nobody it, it's gonna be even more because as you know it's free on w w e network anybody can watch and I almost feel like that a response to like the 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 n b a and baseball. And NFL making all this stuff free as far as old games and, and old seasons you can go back and watch uh, and, and it's smart all these organizations are, are getting new eyeballs on, on some of their product that they would normally charge you for and WWE is doing the same thing they've got all every Wrestlemania is up right now on, uh, on the WWE network you can watch for free every I think every, pretty much every WWE um, that you can go back and, and watch for free on WWE. Sure. W- it's all about captive audience right now. You got all these people at home. There's there's only so many things they can watch on, on Netflix and on, on demand and whatnot. Uh, I guess that's one last thing I can ask you about is, you know, uh, with situations like this, uh, you got all these different things on cable, on Netflix, so they wind up making a bit of a splash and people talk about them and watch them. I remember last year was the uh, Michael Jackson documentary, the R. Kelly documentary uh, that, that everyone, it felt like everybody was watching and two years before that was that, that Bird Box movie or uh, that everyone sort of oh, yeah, yeah. about. Um, so have you checked out any of the stuff that's been sort of going viral? Uh, here no. the, uh, I,
2: my, my My you, time has been like so wrapped up with kids. And yeah. basically, by it's like, by the time my day is over, I'm ready for bed.
1: Yep, I, I get you. That's
2: that's basically um, been everything lately.
1: So we we checked out a, a few things. Netflix called Tiger King. Yeah, that's the big one that
2: everyone's talking about right now.
1: So I was going to avoid it because some of the people that I saw talk about it on on social media, were sort of in the category of this is a a train wreck. I can't take my eyes off it. Everybody is crazy. There's no good guys in this thing. It's it's all about some really, really crazy people, and some of them own tigers and and big cats. And I'm like, okay, I guess I can maybe skip that. Well, my wife, of all people, uh, turned it on a couple nights ago, and, and Put on the first episode and I'm like okay'm I'm, I'm sitting here I'm not gonna you know go to the other room I guess I'll check it out and I, I don't want I almost feel like I almost feel dirty I don't want to recommend it but <laughs> it is you really get away from when you start watching it. it it is really like oh my god these people are insane every last one of them it's such a warped twisted story as far as the Characters involved in it. There's nobody, and I mean nobody, that they profile in this documentary that comes away looking good to me. And all right. of the dirt and all, it, it actually, I, think I would recommend it to you, Jason, specifically because when I think about it, I think you're the type of person that would really enjoy it because it's a, a documentary about warped people who. Don't know how warped they are, and they all really believe that they're they're the right one they're the they're they're the correct answer to uni- to the universe's questions. every last one of them thinks that they're in the right, and all of them you would just be looking at them and going that person's crazy, that person's even crazier, oh my God, that person's crazy so I think you would really be entertained by 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 Tiger King because every last person in that thing is fucking nuts. And the story (laughs) itself is nuts, and you would really be entertained and and really enjoy that.
2: Okay, well, yeah, I like it when you can have that perspective where 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 people are sort of oblivious to how stupid they really are, because that's that's really that's that's comedy gold.
1: It is. It's seven. It's seven episodes, and uh, you know, I think it's forty about forty minutes per episode. And you you could sit down and, and probably go through three or four one night and the last three the next night to be done with it and you you're probably gonna have the same reaction that I had, like, oh my god, these people. Um and and the, the other thing that we watched uh was a uh uh miniseries, dramatic mini series, uh about this woman, Madam C J Walker, who was uh, now we're kind of familiar with her work, uh that she was uh she she did hair products for black women back in like the 1910s and 1920s. And she was, I believe, uh, Guinness Records has her as the first uh, black female millionaire in America, in, in the history of America, uh, because of these, these black hair care products that she came out with. And a lot of those products are still around today, um, and... She was really a pioneer as far as that goes. So there's a dramatic series that was on Netflix about her, uh, played by Spencer, and just I recommend that just because of it was well acted, it was well written. Um, some of the stuff that took place was I, I think it was a lot of dramatic um, license being taken. They they really made oh, some stories. You know, uh, yeah, TV. Yeah, it, it was it was sensationalized. So that was the worst part about it. But other than that, it was it was well done. Um, so that right, so there's, uh, I don't know how much uh, we're gonna get into uh, entertainment wise, but there's gonna be time. There's there's time for for us to get into a whole lot of different things that are not sports related. So that that certainly feels like what's what's gonna be filling up our, our summer. Because I don't know about you. I don't see baseball being played anytime soon. I don't see that year at all. I think they're gonna wind up having to cancel that season. Um, I, I think we're pretty much all gonna be uh, quarantined for for pretty much most of the summer.
2: Yeah, you really do kind of get the feeling like this is all, you know, just being given to us in small doses, don't you?
1: Right. Now we got the, the recommendations of masks and who knows what yeah. the next week is going to bring. And two weeks from now we might, like I said, we might be like Italy and they just tell us, okay, everybody quarantine, don't leave the house at all, period. Uh, if you don't have, it's going to start.
2: Has Tennessee has Tennessee gone there to any kind of stay-at-home orders or?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, we're not quarantined. Quarantined. We're uh, our and, and actually the mayor did it before the governor because the governor isn't is an it and didn't want to issue any kind of proclamations. But the mayor a couple of weeks, that, that started for us in Memphis uh, where we're not supposed to leave the house unless we're essential workers which being in banking and to go get like food or groceries or something like that. Everything else you're supposed to have already been and I think for the most part we have been doing that but there have been some some hot spots like parks and down uh, by the river uh, there's been some Uh, instances of of congregating and partying, and they're going to eventually ban those areas and and have to I I don't think they wanted to do that to say okay, our our parks are banned and our riverfront is banned because what Memphis really right that's entertainment uh, factors or or nature factors in Memphis is really going to our river, but we can't do it right now. We're not supposed to be congregating in, in big groups. And people don't want to listen. And so you had, to, you had to make that ruling and, and ban those areas uh, altogether. But our bowling alleys are already uh, closed. Our movie theaters are already closed. Our bars are already closed. Uh, all our restaurants are closed to sitting down. And you can go do curbside pickup or you can have it delivered. Um, but you can't go into any restaurant and actually sit down and, and eat right now. That's been in yeah, place we've got a couple that weeks. Too. And that actually yeah, so reminds we've been me of
2: ordering some dinner.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, that reminds me of the time that now that we, that we tried to order pizza, and the pizza joint I won't give their their name out, but they gave out a, a contactless delivery, and then they had a box that said type in instructions for what you want. Want us to do with your pizza, and so i I clicked the contacts, contact contactless delivery box and in the uh, box to type in what you want, I just said uh, I think I said leave at front door or like yeah, so so I expected them to um text me or email me or something saying that the pizza had arrived um and I expected to open the front door and have it sitting there uh, at, at the front door. Nope. I hear the doorbell ring. I said, "Okay, our pizza's here." He walked up and and rang the doorbell, which is. But I, I was still okay with that because I assumed I was going to open the door and find the pizza sitting there and see him driving away, um, and, and and that would be the contactless delivery. Right. That's not what happened. I opened the door and there's my pizza guy standing right there, holding the pizza oh, no. in his hand. And what he did was he took one corner of the box and extended the box out to me and stood as far away as he possibly could. So he had his arm extended all the way. So he was trying to keep the social distance thing going. It wasn't a contactless delivery because he huh. handed me box. That's not contactless. So I don't know yeah, why.
2: Uh, yeah, it doesn't sound right.
1: I don't know why they gave the option of contactless delivery if dude is still going to hand me the box of pizza. So I don't quite understand. So there's still a lot of, of adjusting to all of this. Um, never mind that he didn't give me any of the, uh, the, the, accoutrement that I eating, the parmesan cheese or the red pepper flakes. He didn't give me any of that.
2: Oh uh, well, yeah. What are you going to do? Call him and tell him to bring him back.
1: <laughs> right. Um, I, I did, pick up from a different restaurant today where i got a couple prime ribs for us and i ordered them with salads and baked potatoes got them home and found all of the accoutrement for the baked potato the the cheese the sour cream butter all of them in individual cups i didn't find any potatoes so you know Uh, but again i'm not gonna really be mad about it because we're we're all adjusting this is all different I'm sure that place doesn't do curbside delivery I'm sure they're not used to uh, having to make orders for people to go Um, it's a sit-down restaurant so they're used to people sitting down and they serve whatever and they don't forget the potato because if they do the people would look at them and say "Uh, where's my potato and they go oh it's let me go back and get that but here in a in a curbside delivery situation, they just forgot to throw the potatoes in there uh, in our bag. Uh, but again, oh. this is new. This, this is new for everybody.
2: Yeah, we had, uh, you know, it's Wisconsin, so we do fish fry. So we had fish okay. fry delivered tonight, and it wasn't particularly good, and uh, <laughs> it wasn't wasn't our best uh, wasn't our best outing, uh, you know, or. I don't know what you would call it anymore, but it wasn't our best ordering experience. So we we definitely had had better. I won't mention the name of the place, but, yeah. but it was uh, not very good. Let's just say that. And what they're doing for delivery now is they're basically just running up to your door, dropping it off in the door and running away pretty much.
1: That's contactless delivery. That's what I thought they were going to do with the pizza. That's not, not what they did.
2: Not hand, like you take that <laughs> side of the box <laughs> and, right. I'll hold this side of the box.
1: That's what he did. That, that's what that's what he thought contactless delivery meant. That I didn't touch his hand. I guess. I, what does he normally do? Is what I wonder. What the, that was his idea? <laughs> I I you played you, the big old kiss right on you. Right? Thanks, yeah. He walk up and hands it to you and gives you a big hug. Hey, here's your pizza, buddy. How you doing? I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a different, it's a different world for all of us right now. And it just, said caller Jason has dropped, so I am officially alone and talking to myself. But don't fear, that's not gonna last very long because I was just about to wrap up the whole show anyway. Uh, for Jerry, the wrestling expert, thank you very much once again for doing our show every year as always. And for Jason, uh, the co-host of this show along with me for the. Uh, seven and a half years that we've been doing this now. I am merely Ray, and thank all of you for listening to us, ramble, and hopefully we gave you a little bit of entertainment during our Corona-palooza, during our time where we're supposed to be quarantining and social distancing and staying away from everybody, which is so against our human nature and even for someone like me, I'm an introvert, okay? I don't go out anyway, so th- that part of it is nothing new for me. I, I come home every night anyhow. I'm a, a married man. I don't go party or, or do anything like that, but the, the social distancing and to, and to have it be a like a rule or be a law that you can't go out. Like, now I feel like I want to go out just because I'm not supposed to go out, and I don't like I don't like anyone saying I can't go out, but it, it's tough. Socially, To you know, people are supposed to be together, and this is the opposite of that. And so I understand how tough that is for a lot of people, but you got to do it. You, you have to, to stay apart, and you have to stop this spread uh, of this coronavirus uh, before it gets uh, even worse than it already uh, is projected to get. So everyone, please do your part to, to keep that down, and I will do my part as much as I can. And don't know when we'll be back for our next show. It may not be until the, the NFL has their draft and we do our draft aftermath. But uh, either way, to take care of yourself. Uh, we, we care about all of you. We love you all. We hope you're all taking care of yourselves. And we will be back to talk to you somewhere down the line.